0: You are listening to Christ's Reward Podcast. You are about to hear the gospel being shared in a live interaction. We hope you are encouraged by the testimonies and training from this week.
1: This is Wade Aaron with Christ's Reward Podcast, and this week I'm here with Daniel Hoyos. Daniel, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, well, uh, just uh, to start off the show this week, uh, we're going to talk about how Daniel does evangelism in the marketplace and. Uh, how that might be a little different than on the streets. And so Daniel, tell us a little bit about who you are. Uh, you know, you, you, are you married? Do you have kids? Uh, just uh, We'd love to get to know you a little bit.
0: Yeah, so I am a um, New Yorker, born and bred from New York, which actually Wade and I, we ended up taking a little mission trip out there and we got to connect. Um, I have a wife, beautiful wife, three amazing little kids from ages one through six. Kids that point me to
1: Jesus each time. That's awesome. So uh, obviously you're not in ministry and you do something in the marketplace. So tell us what you do in the marketplace. And uh, yeah, so we kind of know a little bit more about that.
0: Yeah. So in the marketplace, I am a full-time Christian, but I um, actually work in digital advertising uh, and I've worked in advertising my whole life. Um, You know, one of the things that led me to advertising was I just love to, um, I love the messaging. I love to create words. And it turns out I actually did not end up in the creating of the words uh, side of advertising. I ended up in the business side of advertising. And so the way that I got my first job was I was a porter at this apartment building. And I ended up grabbing my, this guy's bags. Apparently he was like one of the heads at this huge advertising agency and I'll walk in and i I just was nervous. I wanted to talk to him and he looks at me, he says, what do you want? A job? And, um, I was like, <laughs> yeah, sure. Anyway, that was my first opportunity. My, my open door into the advertising space.
1: Wow. That's a pretty crazy story that you, we're carrying bags, and a guy offered you a job by carrying your Your job. their bags. You know, you're just serving somebody. Uh, you know, that's amazing. Well, so tell me this. So obviously, uh, we've done some street evangelism, and we'll, we'll talk about that as well. But, you know, what, what is, how does it look for you in the marketplace, uh, in your job, to do evangelism? Because uh, there's a lot of people that, that are listening that, uh, obviously, we can't take the recorder into your marketplace, into your job, because... Uh, you, you possibly could get fired, but would love just to hear how it maybe looks uh, for you uh, in your job to represent Christ.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so what I would say is when I first got in on fire for the Lord and the Lord just put this thing inside of me to go and reach the lost, uh, as we've done together, Wade, I wanted to do that in the workplace. And I started to do that actually. So I would pray for the sick outside of the workplace. I prayed for the sick inside of the workplace. I would ask people about their relationship with Christ. Uh, I remember actually, even during one of the Time to Revive events, um, inviting some time to revive uh, representatives inside of the workplace. And what I realized is that um, sometimes you can't really be that upfront about your faith in the workplace and the reason is you have people that you're working with that are of all different types of faith and they're going to get offended at the end of the day jesus is an offense to men so you know i think it's it's something that you need to learn how to navigate you know uh, if you love evangelism it's hard at first but god has taught me that you know it's not just about hey how are you feeling and how can i pray for you it's more about, hey, how can I serve you uh, and really just uh, represent Christ in that way and that they may see Christ in you. And so God's really just opened a lot of opportunities, though in the beginning I did experience a lot of persecution.
1: Yeah, so let's just build off some of that there. So what does it look like for you to rep- just, you know, to show Christ? You're saying they see Christ in you. You're serving them. So what does that look like for you in your in your job?
0: Yeah. Um, so, you know, at first I was really trying to be like a good Christian, you know, and trying to do all the right things and making sure that my language was correct and, you know, that I was really doing all just, just serving people. And what I realized is that the Lord had to do a work in me, you know, um, I didn't know at the time that (laughs) I needed to mature even. And so he he used the workplace to show me that there was a lot of things that just weren't that pretty, you know. And so he's helped me actually grow in my faith by walking out different relationship type uh, opportunities in the workplace. So to me, what does it look like now? It really is to be Jesus in disguise to people. You know, it's really to represent Christ. And, you know, if there's an opportunity to really pray for somebody, God will open up that opportunity, and and he has. But you really need to be sensitive about that and understand that he's going to give you the opportunity. He's going to tell you when to do it, but you can't be pushy.
1: Yeah, so I think that's a really good uh, lead-in because, you know, when the Lord's opening up a door for you to do that uh you know I, I even told a lady today i was at a store and i just said hey god's gonna toss you softballs with co-workers you know like there's opportunities you're a christian here i can't reach the people in your job but god's literally gonna toss you a softball and what i mean by softball is if you've ever played softball they just it, it's thrown to you like god's like here you can you can easily hit this and what that looks like for us as christians is sometimes people just throw things out there like i'm having a bad day you know maybe your Jesus can step in and help me today. And, or they make, people make comments like that all the time in our workplace, but if we don't have ears to hear that, if we're not looking for the opportunity, we miss them. Right. And so I don't know if you have a testimony or something where God has opened up a door for you where you just ran with it, you know? Right. And so maybe you have a story you would like to, to share real quick.
0: Oh, man, wait! I have so many stories about God moving in the workplace. Um, one that comes to mind is I was just on my way out the door. And as I was walking by one of the, my coworkers, I started feeling like a little, like a word of knowledge pain in my, in my left foot. So I look to my side and I see that one of my coworkers is on the phone. So I asked him, I was like, hey, I know this is gonna sound weird. And so with him, he was a Christian, so I knew that I could uh, talk to him about it. Hey, do you have pain in your foot? And he said, no, but my wife does. And she's on the phone with me. Can we pray? And, she's like, and he's like, yeah, sure. So
1: uh, we prayed, and the Lord healed her foot. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Praise God. That's amazing. So you said that you kind of got a word of knowledge. So a word of knowledge for you, what's that look like for you? So scripture talks about words of knowledge, words of wisdom, the prophetic. Uh, so you mentioned that you kind of had pain in your foot. or you. So is that typically how the Lord speaks to you, or how what's that look like for you?
0: Yeah. So when it comes to physical pain, physical, physical, physical healing, um, God's really I just kind of started feeling pain whenever I would talk to people. And I don't really hear too many people talking about that in ministry in the church. So I would just kind of throw it out there and ask people, hey, this this might sound weird, but does your head hurt? Like if I felt something in my head Um, later on, I started hearing people talking about, you know, um, what's the word? The, uh sympathy pain or like the feeler realm and you know those are things that I haven't really studied too much. For me it's just more I'm having a conversation with somebody and I f- sense something I feel something and I'll just ask them
1: the question. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. You just ask you get pain somewhere you get s- just give it a risk. It's like I'm don't I don't normally have pain in this part of my body but I'll I'll give it a shot. So that's really cool with your coworker or the it was their the the um you know it was their spouse. Uh, did you follow up with them, or was that just kind of the end end of the interaction, or what? Because obviously that's the other part of a job. It, you see these people often, you know. It's depending upon how big of right. a company is, you know. So did did you follow up with them, or did you just kind of let it be, or have you seen them again? Do they just think you're the weirdo in the office space, or what's that like for you?
0: Oh wow, I mean, I think that there's a lot of people. There's a group of people that have thought in the past (laughs) that I'm the weirdo in the office. Right. And, um, I've, I have received a lot of judgment even from uh, certain people and, um, you know, it's, it's tricky because you, you know, in good, in good spirit with the best intent you try to minister, but sometimes that could backfire. And in the workplace, if somebody gets offended and they're not quick to forgive, then it could create, it could shift the atmosphere completely. Um, So my heart really is to, and my desire is to create an atmosphere where there's peace, where God really can move through relationship. Uh, And it's really doing whatever you can to ensure that relationships are, are, are good in the workplace because then you're basically making a pathway for God to move for that person to respect you enough to listen to you and that's really my desire is I want people to know that hey I'm what I'm saying is worthy of listening right but if they don't trust you if they don't if they can't you know forgive you for something that you've done if you haven't earned back sort of that respect from a coworker then there's no opportunity for them to see you as
1: somebody that's worthy of listening oh I think that's that's key because if you don't have their ear Right. If they don't respect you, if they don't want to hear you, uh, you'll never be able to to walk through any doors that are being tossed to you because they, they just think they're the psycho, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, I you were talking about earlier about uh, just kind of uh, maybe a little persecution that you had early on or right. or different things like that. And I know a lot of times people in the marketplace or in business, that's I would say that's one of the number one fears, you know, right. that people get is um, you know, oh my gosh, like I may lose my job or if I do lose my job or if I sit before my boss and now I've got to explain why I was praying for somebody or or whatever the situation is. I think there's a lot of times people are afraid to even take that initial step, hmm. um, you know, because they're afraid of what's on the other side right. uh, with their, their company or with their boss. And, and uh, so what has that looked like? And when you did get a little pushback or you got persecution or whatever that How did you posture? How did you respond in your heart Um, moving forward? uh, You know, we always learn things in those processes and Lord gives us wisdom. Share a little bit for you uh, what that looked like. Yeah.
0: So when I first experienced the persecution, it really hit me hard, man. Um, And I, I would say as much as I tried to let go of it, I knew that I had to see these people or be around these people every day. And I knew how they felt towards me, or at least I sensed it, right? it's kind of hard to hide that. Um, and so I, I would be lying if I said that I was okay and I was just, you know, it was easy breezy, but it really did take a, take a piece of me. It it really did, um, you know, cover uh, take a lot of my attention in my mind, my mental energy a lot about, Hey, this person, you know, what can I do? Like, how can I serve them? You know, but what I, turned that into was actually prayer. So, uh, I realized that God was calling me to actually pray for this person, this person that, you know, pray, love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you. Right. And so I think that there's something about that because if you're thinking so much about the people that have, you know, placed a barrier, um, between you and them, then, I think that thinking is actually God calling you to pray for the restoration of that relationship. So um, that was my heart. And thankfully, um, I've gotten to a place where all the people that I've had uh, those tough conversations with at first or that persecution, whatever you want to call it, we've come clean and we've hashed it out. You know, it's... Well, one, it was like an hour phone call where, you know, we just let it all out on the table. And another one, it was like uh, quick, but it was like deep and impactful. And we, we forgave and, and it was good. Um, and so God's really restored those relationships. But also in the processes, the atmosphere for the entire office and the ability to really lead and serve well uh, was restored as well.
1: That's awesome. You know, I think... Yeah. Like you're saying, it's turning that place to prayer for those people, and uh, you know if you look in scripture, and I've seen it also as when you start praying, it's even sometimes what you'll see is it, it's almost like the the hard hearts start to be softened and they become more open, and and I think it's amazing. I've heard this years ago from Reinhard He says one leg is prayer and one leg is preach, and you're always walking on two legs mm. and you're you're preaching and you're praying no yeah. matter in in your workplace, and so I think that's that's awesome as you're talking about you're having that heart for for your coworkers because I believe that people that are listening, You, if you're in the marketplace, you have a heart for your coworkers to know the Lord. Um, and I think it's amazing as Daniel talks about how he interacted with them, he shared Christ or he prayed for some of them, um, but then he also turned it into, he prayed for them. And uh, I encourage you to do both. You know, you're praying, but you're looking for those softball per se opportunities to, to share the love of Christ. Uh, you know, as we kind of... Uh, In the show today, something I I am curious, uh, a couple of things is one, I don't know if there's just another testimony you want to share, maybe something that just you carry in your heart, you know, like, uh, I remember there's certain, there's certain stories over the years, just even that I've had maybe with a neighbor or coworker that I remember, like, yeah. There's certain ones I don't remember. Other people who remember them, I'm like, oh yeah, God did that. Yeah. But uh, just tell maybe tell uh, one one quick testimony to build people's faith.
0: Well, I have two testimonies. Yeah, so two testimonies okay. is totally fine. <laughs> so uh, one was, you know, it's been five years in this job, five to six years, you know, and um, God has really moved. He's matured me and my faith, and He's created lots of opportunities to just share his love and through the years, more than just, you know, sharing your faith and winning people to Christ, he's now bringing me to a place of making disciples. And uh, I have the privilege of now, um, walking and meeting with a group of men in the workplace and you know, off of work hours, right? We meet and we we talk about what does it mean to follow Jesus with all of our hearts. And we get in the word together and we were just doing it this past Wednesday and God was speaking to us. And so it's just amazing because this is really what I've been praying for is to have this almost like Ecclesia, like this church within the workplace.
1: So these are people that you work with. <laughs> yeah. And you're like off hours. Yeah. Having like a Bible study. (laughs) Exactly. Wow.
0: So we have a Bible study now every Wednesday at noon. And one of the the guys, like he's just been awesome. Like we've had a relationship since the very beginning, friendship. It's been up and down, you know. Uh, But the guys experienced tremendous healing, tremendous growth and maturity. And God's really just, his testimony is amazing. Um, The other guy, he's relatively new, but one of the first times we met, he's, he told me, he said, man, I know that God has put me here for a reason. And he's been on this journey with God that is relatively new where he's just turned himself to the Lord and he was chasing after the money mountain, but it came crumbling down. So, um, that's been a, an, an amazing opportunity. A great. Just, um, testimony of God's goodness in, in the workplace. And I ha- there's a woman at my job that also has a woman's Bible study. And so one of the cool things about what's happening now is a lot of the ad agencies in Dallas, Fort Worth have uh, experienced furloughs. People are getting let go. Salaries are being cut. And today I just got the announcement. Well, one, our agency hasn't let go of anyone during this crisis. We've we're actually hiring. Um, And and through that, you know, this woman, she actually said, it's like if the Lord is passing us over. You know, Passover is happening in our workplace, and um, actually, I just got the announcement today that you know we did have to take a little bit of a salary cut, but it got bumped back up. And so God's just you know He's moving, He's alive. Uh, The second testimony I wanted to share with you, Wade, and I know the episode's probably going a little long here, but I think it's worthy of of mentioning because God is not only interested in the ministry, you know He 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 cares about the workplace. He cares about business. And he doesn't just care about the people. He cares about the business itself. As the business is going to create opportunities to feed families, to give jobs to people. And so I've really repositioned my heart because, you know, we've had these conversations before to go into ministry. And I, I really desired that. But the Lord had other plans. He said, yes, you're going to do that. But you're also going to do the business like I'm not. You're not going to let go of that just yet. And it's because I have plans. And so I'll share this one. I'll get to the testimony Um, real quick. uh, When I first met my pastor, he's he mentioned that there's sort of like a Joseph thing happening in my life. And that prophecy is almost like he prophesied over me. It happened about a month ago. Um, I mentioned to you, the first thing that I mentioned was that I was a porter, Mm -hmm. right? I was carrying bags when I first got my job in advertising. And back then I didn't understand who I was in Christ. You know, I, I didn't even know the Lord in a personal way. So I thought that my identity was that I was just this low down, you know, scum of the earth, kind of carrying bags, and just doing the dirty work, right? I remember having to paint an an entire boiler room in a hot New York City, humid summer, right? And just having to do the grunt work. And so that's how I saw I wasn't gonna amount to much, right? And I was a porter and the Lord showed me, no, 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 you are a porter. And recently I heard this story about Herb Kelleher and how, you know, the founder of Southwest He was a porter. He would throw bags. Even being the owner of Southwest, he demonstrated that servant leadership, man. Wow. And so God just showed me, Hey, it doesn't matter where you are in this, you are a servant. You are a servant leader because that's what I did. I, Jesus did not come to, to, uh, be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. And so, um, I'm going to this testimony. I know I keep getting sidetracked, but uh, trust me, I'm building up to it. Yeah, that's Um, great. (laughs) So um, the reason I kind of mentioned the Porter thing is because what God has done is that he's brought me into a place where now I am part owner of this new entity that we're forming with my boss. And this new business is having open doors we haven't even launched our website and we already have several clients that are knocking at our door. And we just got this opportunity, which I won't share too many details, but this opportunity could bring about over 300, 400 clients into this new business. And so it was like a really big deal for us. And we were in the process of building this proposal for pretty much the biggest meeting that I had business meeting that I was ever going to be a part of. And the the meeting was the next day and that morning, the morning of the meeting, the Lord woke me up with a vision. And in the vision, he said that there was something wrong with the proposal that, that there was an invalid number in the proposal. And, um, so I called my boss and usually I'm not really that upfront with him on this stuff. You know, he's a man of God, but you know, um, I tend to kind of shy away from sharing the prophetic with him, but I knew I had to. Um, and so I spoke to him, I told him, Hey, you know, I know this is going to sound weird, but I saw this vision. God spoke to me and there's something wrong with the numbers. It's an invalid margin. It's an invalid number. He's like, Oh, okay. Well, you know, let's, we'll figure it out we get in the meeting. As soon as the, the other party sees the numbers, they, the same exact thing that I told them is that's what they mentioned. They said, you know what, these numbers are not going to work out for you. You know, there's an invalid margin here. There's an invalid number. (laughs) My boss, he looks at me and he's like, and then he looks back at the guy and he's like, this is crazy. Like, Daniel just had a vision today and I'm like, Oh my gosh, please don't tell him that I hear wow. God's voice. We don't know who this guy, like if he's walking with God. And, um, but anyway, so God spoke to me and like Joseph, you know, gained the favor from Pharaoh because Joseph saw that God was walking with Pharaoh. I mean, <laughs> Pharaoh saw that Joseph was walking with Pharaoh and that they had this relationship it's almost like that same thing was happening right in front of my eyes oh the lord you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. as as we give our lives wholeheartedly to god and we choose to follow him to seek him and allow him to kind of speak into us and maybe we may not be hearing his voice so clear right now but if we would just listen and just pay close attention even a small little whisper that's how god can speak to us sometimes and it might be the biggest
1: thing. I think that's amazing, you know, as you you share that testimony because it's true. God is got you have to make a, a way for what you're doing, right? And it's just like with Joseph, the Lord gave him the dream and the Lord spoke to him and helped interpret and God gave him favor. And it wasn't like Joseph was making that happen in his own strength. It was just God gave him the opportunity, and then you've got your boss that's recognizing like you just told me that, you know, you just gave me, you just shared that. Like, yeah, that's crazy. It's like, God is here. Yep. And uh, I, I truly believe that God has many more stories. He's doing like that in the marketplace. And it's an opportunity for God to shine. And, uh, you know, overall throughout this podcast today, you know, I think something that is highlighted is Matthew twenty twenty eight, which is the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve. Um, and yes. to give him his life as a ransom for many. Right. And I think you've heard that throughout today's show, as Daniel shared about how he, he was a porter. He served, and God opened up a door, and as he's serving the Lord...
0: I still am. He still is a porter. <laughs> he hasn't
1: stopped, you know? And, and so the Lord's continuing to open up those doors. And so wherever you're at, whatever you do, be a servant. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christ will Good. shine through you as your servant in your marketplace, and take full advantage of the what I would say is a softball from the Lord uh, to shine and to share His love. And um, take risks like Daniel did with hearing his voice as well. And so uh, hopefully you enjoyed the show today. Uh, this is Christ Reward. Next uh, next week or the next couple weeks we'll have another show out and we'll actually have an interaction with Daniel uh, in, in the streets. Uh, we were in New York and uh, it was, uh, it'll be fun to check that out.
0: We hope you enjoyed listening to the Christ Reward podcast. Stay tuned for more live interaction and training in the next episode. May you be encouraged to walk in greater faith this week.